Yeah. You're hanging out with Bomber Thompson. <laughs> Progressive Rugby League. You're listening to the Progressive Rugby League podcast, and a bit of a different at this one. A bit of an if no Jono, no Big Al. They have decided to go on a little trip overseas and check out the Red Star Belgrade team in person so instead tonight i've roped in a few of my old footy mates a few of the fellas i used to play with and we're just going to talk a little bit about this funny game this funny funny game that we all love um fellas introduce yourselves hi there uh my name's ian uh i played in the centers and i'm a mad cronulla shark supporter it's a pleasure to yeah, be here. Good to have you, Ian. Who else we got there, fellas? Um, I'm Bray. I'm a Dragon supporter. Um, I used to play all manner of positions. From I was, I'm a nuggety person, so I played hooker and then winger and fullback and centre and 5'8", I think, to hide me anywhere on the field. And lastly, who else have we got on the line? Uh, yeah, this is um, Raddy, Raddy Ferguson. Raddy, um, mate. Raddy. Raddy. Oh, mate, I haven't yeah. talked to you for a long time. It's been a while, mate. Well, <laughs> fellas, we we all used to play together, and uh, there were some crazy times. Obviously, you know, boys playing footy from crazy times. <laughs> Oh, do you guys remember that time we lost Craig and Mackay? Yeah, who was Mackay again? <laughs> Good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the people say footy players have the best sense of humour. I think they're probably right, don't you? Yeah, yeah. The boys, getting yeah, the, the boys the together. Boys, the boys are in the locker rooms. and uh, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Definitely. So, look, fellas... Oh, I wanted to get you on here just to obviously talk rugby league, but also just to hear kind of what rugby league means to you. I mean, your personal relationship with rugby league. Um, Craig, let's start with you, mate. What does rugby league mean to you? Well, I, I'm i kind of... Uh, when, when I was younger, rugby league was it for me. I grew up watching it, playing it, and I loved it. Um, I loved it in the 80s when people used to play and they'd score a try and it'd come up with their name and then their occupation. So it made you oh. think, all right, <laughs> I could I could do that. I could be a police yeah. officer and play oh, rugby. I could be a school teacher. I remember, I remember very clearly that Des Hasler used to be, was a school teacher. And even when I was like 12 or 13 or something, I, I thought maybe oh. I'd like to be a school teacher. So you're able to see that. Like, yes, I want to have that life. Play rugby league and then have a job as a teacher. But I, I'm a long... Well, I was a long-suffering Dragons fan. I went through five lost grand finals, mm, including maybe did, yeah. four in the space of seven years or something like that. And then uh, they finally won, I think, the first time in 31 years or something in 2010, and that was a great, great moment. But yes. uh, I've sort of dropped off the supporters of rugby league as intensely as I once did. Oh, what do you, um, what do you put that down to? I put it down 
and this is, I, don't, I know I'm on a rugby league podcast, but I put it down to AFL. Oh. And I put it I put it down to the fact that I started playing AFL when I was 17 on the sunny coast. I really enjoyed it. At the exact same time, the Sydney Swans were starting to get good because they were terrible in the early 90s. And then I moved. When I moved, my first teaching post was on the border of Victoria, and it was all AFL country. So I sort of had this period of just being. Uh, immersed in AFL and rugby league was sort of something that people didn't really talk, like to talk about. Wow. Um, Big Al so, will be frothing at the mouth listening back to this. Uh, I, I understand. I've listened I've listened many times and I've thought, I wonder if I get on with Big Al, whether he's going to start swinging at me <laughs> if I bring that up. Yeah. All right. Well, look, do you think there's a uh, a chance for redemption? Do you think there's a chance you will ever? Oh, like I'm, I'm, I'm always. I still always have an eye on rugby league, mm. and certainly this season with St George winning a lot of games, yeah. that's always more exciting than when they're not. Yeah. Um, you need You've always un- been a very fair weather friend, haven't you, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> I have been pretty, in many ways. That's pretty much what I'm. That's what I'm getting out of this conversation. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but yes. <laughs> well, I worked hard. I worked hard and went suffered through my teens watching them. Uh, either be outplayed by better teams or completely choke in the grand final of 99. So I've gone through some hard times. And then it was kind of, they won, and I sort of went, ah, good. That's done. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Moving on. Once you've gone through a grand... Do you you feel that once you've gone through a grand final and and got there, that you you can kind of move on with your life? You don't necessarily. Well, I was gonna. I was inter- I was interested in that because Raddy, I know, is a South supporter. Mm, yeah. And Ian's that... a Cronulla supporter. Is that? Have you had the same experience? Well, personally, I've found that um, after uh, what was my greatest rugby league experience, the 2016 Grand Final, uh, which I was lucky enough to attend. Uh, shed a tear or 17 uh, on that day. Uh, it was a wonderful day. I did find that games in the 2017 competition didn't hold as much... I didn't have as much passion. Uh, they didn't affect me days afterwards as they had done yeah. previously. <laughs> uh, wins kept you going into the start of the week and losses sort of ate at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, um, you know, that watershed moment in 2016, you know, it, I understood that it was just a game. Uh, but, you know, I'm pretty disappointed with our start this season, to be perfectly honest, and it's starting to come back. That, uh, <laughs> that, that little bit of disappointment. Ian, that is the most eloquent I've ever heard you speak, for one thing. And secondly... Oh. It's the first time you've ever shared your emotions with us, and we shared dressing sheds for years. I shared a lot of things with you, but emotions weren't one of them. <laughs> is that an innuendo you're making there, Ian? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> now, Raddy, let's turn to you. Um, yep. Obviously, you're a South fan, so 2014. Yeah, yep, 2014, so that was our, as the others have um, indicated, a watershed moment in your rugby league watching life to finally see that team that you've supported and I think that as kind of we're all pretty much lifelong fans of our teams like we have ne- we've kind of never wavered 
And I think that South was probably the bump. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wavered for a season. I wavered in 80, 1986. I went for Souths for a year. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was playing for the for the Bunnies. I was playing my under eights for the Bunnies. So I thought, oh, I better go for Souths. Oh, and yeah. uh, that, that last season, I went and saw them play a minor semi final. My dad took me. They lost, and that was it. <laughs> so yes, how'd they go in the Panasonic Cup that year? You know what? I can tell you who won the Panasonic Cup in nineteen eighty eight. And George, because I was there. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> now, in relation, like I, this is a really good point. And I just had something come back to me then. Was that when I was younger, my father followed Parramatta. Mm. Now, I basically followed Parramatta because he did. And then I thought, when I was about ten, uh, I thought, you know what? I don't want to go for Parramatta anymore. I'm going to go for someone else. And that weekend. <laughs> Dale Shearer was playing for the Manly Sea Eagles and had an outstanding game. Okay, what? I haven't heard this before. Let let me finish. (laughs) This story sounds hauntingly familiar. Now, I I thought, you know what? That Dale Shearer character, he goes all right. And I thought, was it the kicking duel? (laughs) I am going to go for Manly. And about two weeks later... You're I had this. By your dad. Yeah, I was about to say well, after you've been beaten I, up for the third time in the playground. I realised that I hadn't told anyone. I just realised that that was just a really, really bad decision on my part. And so I did a little bit more research, and I became a Cronulla Shark supporter. So mainly through the uh, through the workings of uh, one Gavin Miller. Oh. Uh, and also Barry, little Barry Russell. Preaching to the choir. Uh, Barry Russell. And the biggest headgear in rugby league <laughs> yeah. history, yeah. Jonathan Docking. Jonathan so, Docking, yeah. What, what about the grass cutter tackles of Mick Speechley? Oh, Speechley, Speechley Special. Oh, now, where's that Lawrence, gone? Lawrence era. That's, oh, look, we can discuss that later, but I'll, I'll table that. <laughs> we'll bring back the uh, the discussion around the Speechley Special and where it's I'll, gone. That's I'll what I'd like, like to know. I like a lot of research went into you deciding which team to follow, like just in a lab coat looking at test tubes a lot. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. You just yeah, that's right. Did you go door knocking? Did you just go door knocking and put we put a manly jersey on and then put a shark yep. jersey on and go? Yep. Which one do you want to punch more? That's right. right. Manly. Yep. Clearly. Exactly. And so I think that um, was one of the things as well that drew me towards South was the fact that um, they were definitely one of the teams which very few people had negative. Um, thoughts towards right. like you know you think about right. up until very recently i think recently i think since the shall we call it the crow era yeah um yeah. They've, they've, def- they've definitely been some backlash but prior to that they uh, were the little the little, little fighters and they, you know they the battles, i love they, i see i love the fact that my dad still <laughs> um hate south based on this even though he grew up in an era where st george won 11 grand finals yeah, in a row he still hate south that, because yeah. he beat South beat them in the 71 grand final or beat them in like so and cheated or something like that always (laughs) held it against them so I like that he still he still rages about South yeah I'm like I I like South no you don't I think um, (laughs) I think South was probably a good choice to go for because all the Mm. kind of most kind of tough bogan you know feral kids all went for South and so you'd win fights. <laughs> you'd, they'd be on your side for fights, I reckon. That's oh, yeah. I think that was something you always noticed, especially kind of hanging around the Gosford Leagues Club during the away games and, you know, any kind of 
um, game that we happened to get up on the coast or going to North Sydney Oval um, a few times. I never actually made it down to a, a Redfern Oval match, which is always mm. kind of make me very tear me up inside a little bit. Mm. But um, yeah, it was it was you always notice the South fans that they're 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 a weird breed. They're definitely a very weird breed, South. Fans. Now tell me a little yeah. bit about those years when South got booted out. What? Um, mm, good, good question. It was, it was tough. It was really tough going. I think that it was. It, it probably affected me. Um, I think that it definitely contributed to the current disillusion that I have with um, rugby league and its lack of progressiveness. Oh, um, okay. Right. I think that that was that was when the money came in and really took over, wasn't it? And you know, yeah. the short, and the only reason they got back in was, you know, there was a big thing about people power and all that bullshit, but it was money. You know, that's why they got back in. That's why yeah. they're generally kind of besmirched and not not given a great deal of credit now because, you know, they're not the battler club anymore. But Georgie Piggins. Georgie Piggins. Georgie Piggins. <laughs> that's all, you just say that's that all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say any more. I'm just going to keep saying <laughs> Georgie Piggins. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what it was all about, Georgie, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you gotta, you gotta do yeah. it for Georgie. Yeah, that, <laughs> there, there was a lot of a lot of great players started at South as well during the you know the nineties. We just lost them because they didn't have the cash. They didn't have the cash. A, that's yeah. right. I see one of my one of my favourite memories ever of watching football was at a game at Marathon Stadium, Newcastle v South, with Raddy and Tricky Trindle. <laughs> and this is what I was going to say. I think South fans have a, a, a great sense of humour too, generally. Tricky Trindle, uh, in about the third minute of the game, hit someone with a mad high shot. And so everyone hit him across the head, down down the night's play went, and everyone in the crowd started chanting, off, off, off. And I looked around, and Raddy and all the South supporters were joining in. <laughs> <laughs> And cheered. Everyone cheered when he got sent off. It was the strangest moment. There are, there are moments in a in a football crowd when, you know, something's unanimous. And it's just a really good bonding moment, isn't it? Yeah. Basically, it was... Um, they got kicked out and there were some rough years there. And, you know, I went along to the to the rallies and everything like that. Did you? It's, it's a, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I was... Oh, up until, and very in a very similar uh, vein to Craig, I think, um, I was brought up in very much, I suppose, an AFL family more than a rugby league family. And, like, rugby league becomes a default setting because of, um, you know, where we live and geographically. But and, I suppose and what you that, fed you know, from the Daily Telegraph? Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> And um, yeah, I think that I think that AFL. <laughs> All right, oh, sorry, the the Daily Telegraph isn't completely rugby league based. I, I'm I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, all right, Raddy, keep going then, mate. <laughs> what, I, like seriously, what are you talking about, Raddy? I said I, I said I didn't want to do this for this exact reason. <laughs> Just setting him up. Ang- angry, <laughs> Raddy. Look, Raddy. I know. Yeah. I know you had a lot of. Uh, look, the HIA rule would have been a godsend in our day because you you yeah. are the I cop some knocks. Are the most knocked out player I've ever seen in my career. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> but it, it seems to be affecting your uh, moods a little these days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate. But anyway. What were you saying? Um, oh, yeah, like I think that you become a little bit... There's there's so much passion and so much build-up tension and anxiety about never... You know, for a long time there, I didn't think yeah, I would ever have seen South Sydney play another game, let alone win a premiership. Yeah. So mm. once that bubble kind of burst, there was... Um, it's very hard to replace and replicate the feelings there, and I think that their their form and dedication to progressive rugby league has been less than awe inspiring over the last few years. Mm. And so, and once my my eye wanders. Once you're oh dear, once you're once you've worked so hard though to get something to happen to get your team back in the competition, is, is there a stronger sense of obligation to follow them afterwards than you might have perhaps naturally had? Um, absolutely. Yeah. I think that there was, and I think especially initially, like it kind of started off with a bit more of a burst and then petered out. But um, yeah, yeah, I think that you, there, there's that sense that if you don't take it on board, it will it fall apart. But I think that there's just rugby league is just it's dying, isn't it? Like from a perspective of this is this is you know this is. This is very much against what this podcast is about, but I'm, I'm happy to <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to talk to you. I'm happy to talk to you about this, and we'll, we'll we can debate this point. Well, I think I think that you know, with listening to the commentators of a game recently, which is the problem, they're the biggest part of the problem in the game, as far as I'm concerned. But listening to their drivel, and they were talking about the fact that you know the referees are policing the game to death, and this is going to be the end of our game. And this was what they were talking about. In the middle of it, and it's just it's it's just ridiculous. It's the fact that they've they've corporatized it to the nth degree, and th- that passion that was there, that you know, probably the last truly passionate act by fans. You know, you think about think about what what it was like in Newcastle during their phenomenal grand final win. That was probably, and funnily enough, I'd probably even rank that as as high, if not higher, than South win. I think that was one of the great moments mm. of rugby league yeah and that because it was a fusing of there was the passion of the fans and there was the on-field excellence there was everything the the fates kind of aligned and i think that living up to that kind of reputation was always going to be tough but it's just it's lost that passion there. let me let me ask all of you because i feel personally that and we've discussed it on this podcast before that the Super League war had such a such an effect on the faith in the game that um, that it, it, in ultra like it, it changed the course of sort of where the competition was headed. Um, it changed the course of you know people who have passionately followed teams suddenly had their teams kind of peter out and die. Like, what, what, what are your thoughts on, you know, where the game might be, perhaps if the Super League War had never happened? Can I, can I just say, uh, in relation to Super League, Super League offered me both a high and a low. Uh, as a Shark supporter, uh, I got the the high of actually being able to watch a grand nice. final. Uh, and the low of getting absolutely wiped off the park yeah. by a rampant Brisbane yeah. side. Yeah, I hear um, all about that. Now, you sure did. So the 
Um, so, but in, in relation to where I think the game would be, um, I think it would... I think it would be in a very similar spot to where it is now. Um, I don't think... I don't necessarily think they would have branched out to um, South Australia and Western Australia. No Rams? Uh, on the on the horizon, no Rams, no, hunt, no Hunter Mariners. <laughs> what about South Queensland no. crushes? What were they? There would have, there may have been some South Queensland crushes, um, and there but, still should be. And yeah. well, absolutely. Uh, but I, I think rugby league would probably it, it may very well have been as insular uh, as it was um, now. Mm. Hang on, that, I don't know if that made any sense. <laughs> That's okay. It made sense That's in my fine. head. We're running with it, Ian. Um, cool. Thank you. Anyone else? Super League thoughts? Yeah, I, I um, so I, uh, I, I often wonder if St George had have joined Super League, would I have just done this, just followed them to Super League? Mm. But I, I remember you, you brought up the wonderful people at the Daily Telegraph earlier, and for some strange reason, on my birthday for a few years in a row. I kept the newspaper. I don't know why. Um, I only did it for a couple of years. Now, I can tell you that on my birthday... Couldn't you have kept a Fairfax paper, for God's sake? <laughs> to get balanced. <laughs> on my birthday, like, on consecutive years, the Daily Telegraph ran the same story. St. George are defecting to Super League, which is bizarre. On the A year apart, they ran the same story that St. George... Was going to join. So hang Super on, what League. years what would it, they have been? So it would have been ninety five, ninety six. So before oh. Super, when when there was all rumbling, this is going to happen. So before the season started, it would have been ninety five. They said yes, they're going was to join Super, Super League. Talk as early as ninety five. God. Yeah, and then the next year they were saying the exact same story. Neither of which was true in any way, shape, or mm. form. Um, but I often wonder that if I would have just followed them, all right, I'll just watch Super League because I don't reckon I watched I didn't watch many games of Super League I didn't I hardly watched any of the when they had the tri-series mm. the New Zealand New Zealand mm. um, Queensland New South Wales I hardly watched any of that um, and was I it, well it wasn't on free to air was it no I think most of the games were uh, but I think a lot of, there was a lot of Noel Goldthorpe. There was a lot of Noel Goldthorpe. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing, and I don't know why. Did he play for New South Wales? Um, he must did. Have done, yeah. I, I believe so he kicked a field goal thinking, at some stage I was in one the game. Same thing. Oh. So oh, I don't know. I haven't thought I don't... Of Noel Goldthorpe in so long, and I really <laughs> wonder what he's Goldthorpe. doing right now. <laughs> well, I just, I just think uh, it was always going to head the way. It did. I think the money was coming into the game. Um, Murdoch was wanted to get it uh, get it part of the Foxtel movement that was coming in. It was always going to head that way. I, I I'd agree that they probably wouldn't have overreached as far as Adelaide and Perth, um, but they certainly would have done exactly. St. George merging with the Illawarra, mm. West merging with with the Tigers, all of that stuff. The North Sydney Bears buggering oh. off. All of that stuff. That's all right. We'll keep reading for another three decades. Every year, a story about how the Central Coast, Sandy Coast, Sandy Coast Bears, Bears are nearly oh, are just a, a fingernail God. away from being accepted into the competition. Yeah. See, I think that is, I mean, you know, in all honesty, I think that is a mistake that they've made. Like, you know, like 
they've managed. I know they're not exactly doing very well at the moment, but they managed to put in a, a soccer team on the coast. And every time they ever played a game up there at um, Graham Park, as it then was, yeah. you know, there was it was absolutely chockers. It was filled to the rafters. Mm. It didn't matter who was playing. Yeah, like, yeah. Know, there was so much. There was there is so much passion for rugby league on the coast because they're. Well, to tell you a, uh, if if I can tell you a little story, and just to just to give you an idea of where rugby league could be headed uh, with the younger generation, uh, I remember Raddy and I went and saw a pre-season game at uh, the Central Coast Stadium, and I took my daughter along, uh, who had up until that stage had been affiliated uh, with my <laughs> beloved Sharks. Um, Raddy and another friend of ours uh, decided that prior to us sitting down to enjoy the, the afternoon's uh, frivolities, they decided that they would go and buy drinks. So I sat down with my daughter and, um, you know, and, and we looked over the field and, and we sort of looked at each other, had a bit of a smile. And the boys came back and they had their drinks, but they also had a flag for my daughter and they bought her a, a South's flag. Oh, uh, and ever since that day, she has been a South supporter. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So one of the greatest stitch-ups <laughs> of all time, but now, has she also... Now, did indoctrination or what? Did she, Absolutely. Did she join you, though, in supporting the Sharks um, in 2016? Does she have a soft spot for the Sharks, or did she oh. just go full, like... No, there. no, there's there's definitely a soft spot there. I have one of my two boys who is also a Shark supporter. Um, the other one has followed his mother uh, mm, down the, the road side. of the uh, <laughs> the dark side of the Bulldogs. Yeah, it's um, it's just yeah, I, I don't know. Obviously, I didn't do enough research there, uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, look, that's just in relation to the you know the younger generation. There's definitely still a um, an enjoyment of the game, but yeah. I, I think uh, that's a message straight to NRL headquarters that you, you, you're not clearly you're not going about things the right way. Children can be swayed simply by giving them a flag. That's right. Just get on the streets with some flags. Psst, but yeah, I, think I mean, just... I, live, I live 10 minutes away from Canberra Stadium and not once has, have my children said, oh, can we go to a game or anything yeah. like that? There doesn't seem to be any push through the schools of, no. like, here's a flag for you all, yeah. get on board. When the Big Bash was in town, when the Big Bash was in town, you better believe the Sydney Thunder were at school handing out flags and pennants yeah. and my kids were like, oh, what's this? Can we go? But... The NRL, it's the you know, we're a one-team city, and they don't seem to be doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's not like the, the Brumbies are pretty much giving them a free pass because they're average as hell. They're rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> nobody well, really it's... wants to watch the no one wants GWS <laughs> play either. No one really cares about that in Canberra. Um, all right. Well, just yeah, just to wrap up this Super League bit, you, you never know. There's uh, uh, you know, we had a second World War. We might have a second Super League war one of these days. Fox is uh, or News Corp, I should say, are, are not happy at the NRL for um, creating their own uh, digital arm, which essentially means right. that they're creating their own digital content at the NRL instead of um, it being the sole kind of 
uh, domain of the broadcasters who pay the NRL a lot of money to do the broadcasting. Mm. So, uh, yeah, mm. essentially uh, they're not happy that NRL have charged them a lot of money and then decide to make their own stuff anyway. So, um, yeah, I don't know. News Corp, you never know. Might uh, The Rams might be back. Just Yeah, the Rams. Rams v Reds every week. Yep. <laughs> now, how do we feel about how do we feel about um, Asia Pacific? Uh, maybe some the Singapore, uh, some sort of Singapore team. Oh, some sort of yeah. Singapore Slingers. The uh, NBL team could be bought back as the right. Singapore Slingers NRL team. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, made up of, made up of up basketball players though. Or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All basketball. Mm. All, all the rangy time. second rowers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the, tong, the, Tongan, the Tongan yams. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Carol Fiji, Tonga. Plane travel these days, it's it's a breeze. So let's just uh, let's look forward to well, that. We, we, yeah. we do have Fiji pushing for inclusion in the New South Wales Cup. So, That's right. So that may very well happen. I would like to see a... I, I think there's scope for an Oceana team in the NRL. How do you feel about that? I think you'd get I think you'd get a few players who'd be very interested. Yeah. In I think that would less than that, like going around playing a game, like, you know, their home games. Yeah. Play is they one in Vanuatu, yeah. one on Tonga. Yeah. One in Samoa. Beautiful. Massive. Yeah. Cook Islands. That's well, progressive. That was, that was the, the That's big, progressive. That was That's the that was the progressive success of the last World Cup. Was just oh. how good those teams yeah were. were and and how there's a mood amongst the players to suddenly their own yeah. national pride suddenly come to the fore. Now, I I think that that's a wonderful thing, not only for those countries but also for New South Wales Rugby League. Now that Andrew Fafita <laughs> will not lose us the state of origin, yeah. and. For yeah. the second year in and a row, no gallon either. So no, no one can do anything. Um, you know, no one can do any grub work on the in the last five minutes. That's but right. You, you can say what well, you can say, Ian, that you were there. You were there at the stadium in 2016, where for 80 minutes, the only 80 minutes in the history of the world. Yep. Paul Gallon and Andrew Fafita didn't do something stupid. <laughs> and lose us the game. That's exactly right. Andrew Fafita won us the game. He was, he won he was game. outstanding. Yeah. Absolutely outstanding. And then decided to go back to Grubfest 2017. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. And, I mean, then, that and that's work. why they ended up. Oh. They ended up. Exactly. <laughs> Look, I, I oh, might finish this podcast off, fellas, by asking you about your favourite rugby league experience. So we, we've all obviously, apart from the ones we played in together, eh? Eh? Mm-hmm. Hey. Um, we've all been to, obviously, a lot of football matches. So I, I guess I'm asking you to harken back and pull a memory out of the hat of just a, a special moment you've had at, at the rugby league. Mm. Who'd like to go first? I'd love to. Ian? Right. I, um... I... The first game of rugby league I ever went to, uh, I didn't know that I was going to. My dad actually came and collected me from school early. Wow. Uh, and we drove down. Yeah. Uh, we got a year? Oh, yeah. 
we uh, we drove down to. Can we, can we have it, please? What, what was the year? Oh, the year. Sorry, yeah. we got a year. Uh, it was eighty. Year? It was eighty-eight. Yeah. All right. Right. Okay, thank you. Sorry. The, uh, I misheard that uh, that question. You say, can we get a year? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, it was eighty-eight. And it was Souths v the Broncos Whoa. at the SFS. Wow, nice! And I actually, knowing that we were going to get together tonight and have a little chat, I actually pulled up the highlights of that Ooh. game. Wow. And one of the one of the big things was obviously my uh, my stepmother. She taped the game that and night, and she's an alien. Correct. <laughs> now, she <laughs> she taped the game, and when we got home, we watched it back, and we were actually on the telly because oh, Adam O'Neill yeah. scored in the corner that we were sitting up. We were sitting down down at ground level, at the corner post, and Adam O'Neill scored the first try of the game, Jeez. and you can see my dad and I uh, right there, and I. My memory was a little bit hazy. I thought I was hoping against hope that I saw Phil Phil Blake oh, chip and chase, <laughs> but it was it was uh, actually he actually just scored from the base of the scrum uh, mm-hmm. from the from the south twenty two oh, and ran seventy five meters and scored under the post. To, <laughs> yeah, look, I was still pretty happy with that, um, but it was chip it, Craig. Chip it. <laughs> it chip. was. It was a wonderful experience, and I will never forget mm. that. Uh, yeah, and you know, I saw Wally yeah. Lewis, Alan Langer, yeah. uh, Phil Blake, Craig Coleman, Craig Coleman, um, yeah. some great haircuts. What kind of game did Bronco uh, Jura have? Um, <laughs> funnily was, enough, was the he, only reason I remember uh, Bronco Jura was because he was the first player I ever remember changing clubs midway through the season. Oh, yeah. So right. his rugby league card was actually of him yeah. playing for St George oh, right. when he played right. for Souths. Yeah, that would have been worth. So, that would have been worth a bit in the you know the, the Scanlan days. Was, <laughs> was, Ziggy, was Ziggy Niscott playing that season by any chance? No, uh, he could have been, but I know Bruce Longbottom yeah, scored oh, as well. Damn it, that was my <laughs> next. So. And Neil Baker, that would have been a Neil Baker era, oh. unless he'd been going to North by then. Anyway. <laughs> So that was my that's my memory, and I, I there was also another special memory. The next game we went to uh, was Sharks Tigers at Leichhardt, oh. hmm. uh, and oh, that was, that's all right. The Tigers touched them up, which was a little upsetting, but that was um, that was fun to go to Leichhardt. Right, yes. so you decided to go by, to, for Sharks by that stage, obviously. Correct. Yeah. Yes. All right, Raddy, you got a favourite NRL or not NRL, just rugby league experience that you've of a game that you've been to. No, not really. No? No? Not, not stealing uh, Ian's daughter. Just fandom away from his team? No, for example. Oh, no. I think, I think, that, I think your, first, your first is always going to be a bit memorable. The first game I went to was... Um, it was a North Sydney versus Parramatta game, actually. <laughs> and going along my... It was obviously... It was late 80s. Must have been about 86... Yeah, 86, 87 would have been about eight. And obviously, 80s, just everyone was rabid Parramatta or yeah. Bulldogs fans. Like, that was pretty much the, the divide at that time. Um, and 
yeah, I had mates who were going down to North Sydney Oval and was like, oh, do you want to come down and see the footy? I'm like, eh, sure, whatever. So I went down and saw the game. It was pretty good. It was really, really saw Sturlo. Oh, yeah. Do some do mm, a bit of shimmying. Yeah. Do a bit of, bit of shake and bake from yeah. Sturlo. Nice. He still had a little bit of hair at that point. With that really big, long, heavy um, football they used to play with in those days. Oh, it was yes. like that big heavy. brown. And if it rained, just, if it rained, oh, my oh, God. Cake of... But that's a beautiful oval, the old, the old North Sydney Oval. That's I would have bloody ground. loved to have mm. seen a game, a like game the, at North Sydney the big, Oval. The big fig tree at the yeah, end. Yeah, the fig tree All the kids there. have climbed up in the fig tree. And... It goes to Frank Hyde. Yeah. Well, he probably wasn't dead then. So. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, the ghost of Frank Hyde was still there, even though he was, he was, he was downstairs getting, getting a pie. He was <laughs> <laughs> the fig tree. <laughs> Hello, kiddies. <laughs> Do you want the pie? <laughs> I'll give you a pie. Oh, very good. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right, bo- boot at home, Craig. Oh, I, I just uh, so to Ian reminded me. I, as I said earlier, I went to Panasonic Cup Final, St George v Balmain at Parramatta Stadium, I think. And Balmain, as always, were massive favourites and lost, so that was exciting. Um, but we uh, we were on the TV as well. Bert Gordon scored an intercept try. There's a name you probably would never even remember. Bert wow. Gordon scored an intercept try, and uh, and then I don't know. I don't think I was on the uh, tape, but my dad is uh, pretty much middle of the shot. Yeah, he probably <sighs> shoved you out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I think I was pretty small. I might have been jumping up and down or something, but that was exciting. But that wasn't the the, the probably the greatest moment I've witnessed live. Uh, and I think Slug, you were there with me as well. Mm-hmm. I heard you talking about the game at Marathon Stadium where Brett Mullen scored four yeah. tries, and yeah. we we painted our faces stupidly. But the we following did. year, the following year, we went again to. A sold-out marathon stadium to see Manly play Newcastle, and it was the moment that Chief ran into Mark Carroll oh, at a hundred yeah, miles yeah. an hour yeah. into each other, and I have never heard a crowd frothing for, <laughs> for ten minutes afterwards. Just yeah. electric, yeah. and again, it was that experience of everyone saw that. That was incredible. How good is rugby league? Like, that's that's what the crowd was. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, we hate, come on, let's rip. It was just this amazing, like, what the hell did we just see? <laughs> yeah. Two people trying to kill a themselves. Of, a lot of good games at Marathon, actually. Like yes. I think I probably saw more games there. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah easily, easily, yeah. Uh, easily more games than anywhere else. Funny story, re-Mark Carroll. Um, actually, <laughs> we're, Big Al and myself... We're in a pub in Sydney having lunch. And um, Mark Carroll uh, came in the front door. He'd obviously been jogging. He was covered in sweat. He was in jogging gear. He was. We saw him run up, run into the door, go straight to the bar, order a schooner, neck it in pretty much one go, and then go straight back out the door and continued on his jog. So... Um, that's spectacular. Part, that's progressive. That's a health, yeah, that's it's a very progressive. Health regime I'm keen to learn more about, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. Um, all right, fellas, I'm going to say thanks very much for joining me here. It was good to um, get the band back together, um, talk about... Well, we didn't really talk about our good old days because there weren't many. 
Let's face it. No. Um, mm. We were pretty average. I could. I would. I would point out that the the hit between Carol and Paul Harrigan was maybe second only to uh, the one I saw Slug put uh, on in a game at school where he shoulder charged the head off a player. <laughs> it wasn't a game of rugby, and and according to the laws no. of the game, that is illegal. Yeah, it was back. No one. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone just applauded. I'll just never forget the time that he trying to coach him on the sideline, and. Um, Constantly saying, "What are we doing? You know, we're we're, pl- we're playing we're oh, playing right. league slug. All right, are we winning? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all good, mate. Okay, what are we doing? <laughs> playing league slug. Yeah, keep him out there. He'll be fine. Yeah, He'll yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, the the coach at the time was like, "Oh, is he right to go back out? Yeah, 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 get yeah. He's good. Yeah. Get him back out there. He's Put him on the wing. Yeah. Put him on the wing. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was the kicker." So my noggin came in for special attention quite a lot. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks very much, fellas. Appreciated. Uh, as always, get in contact, Progressive Rugby League. Um, ProgressiveRL at Outlook.com, Facebook, Twitter. Write us an iTunes review. Don't be scared. It won't hurt. I promise it won't. Um, thanks very much, fellas. Good night, all. Thank you. Good night. Good night.